All right, here we go. Hello, hello. Welcome, everybody. This is Neil with Portal to Ascension. And as you can see, I have a piece of Palo Santo here. I'm lighting it up. It's the first time I've done this on any Zoom call. And I think it's because today we have someone who's very, very special to both of us, Tangila and myself, but also is in the other room. So that's how special she is that we're literally living under the same house. So I needed to, I feel, start out with this Palo Santo just to set the energy for this moment here. And um, before we get into the angelic vibes, and um, let's go ahead and just take a few moments here in silence and just breathe together. How about that? Let's just start out just by closing our eyes. No form, no specific rhythm. Just breathe at your own pace. Beautiful. Just to set the energy for today. Um, so I am excited because I have just started coming back and doing some interviews here. I just did one with Joan. I think we did it yesterday or the day before. And um, But Tangila and Joan, you've been seeing them quite a lot doing many interviews on Portal to Ascension. So today the, the tables have turned a little bit and I am actually um, interviewing with Tangila. I'm interviewing Joan. So I'm extremely excited to be back here with you, Tangila and bringing on someone that is so incredible and has been doing such amazing work with you over the last few weeks as well. Exactly. Now I'm super excited too, Neil. It's been really fun uh, co-hosting with Joan these last few weeks. We've been able to do these really great deep dives uh, into amazing Ascension speakers. And today we get to do a deep dive with an amazing Ascension expert, Joan of Angels. So I'm really excited about it. Exactly. And should we should we do like a two person intro? What do you sure, think? let's do it. All right, cool. All right. <laughs> so I'll go first. And um, so Joan, you guys seen Joan probably quite a lot on Port Ascension last couple of years. But I I connected with Joan for the first time in I think it was summer 2012 or October 2012 at the Conscious Life Expo. And um, we were doing our first actual conference portal to ascension conference which was called cosmic reunion 2012 back then and she i invited her to come she came to the event and that was the beginning of our, our connection and it grew over the years but not until maybe like six or seven years ago did it really take a milestone um, jump into uh, a whole new type of friendship not only do we have probably many past lives together where we've done so many incredible things but just the other day i had a download tangila that um, Joan was my little sister. <laughs> You're muted. <laughs> so, so there's just like this huge connection, but she's also really helped me um, work through a lot of my stuff. And I've said many times on different shows that if anybody wonders where I go when I have stuff I need to go and you know handle and process, um, Joan has really been that that individual for me. She's um, the relationships are, are multifaceted and multidimensional. So I'm just really happy at this point that we get to share so much together and create so much. And now she's the director of productions at Portal to Ascension. So she's at this point is has her, um, you know, her energy and her heart and definitely over 80% probably of the productions we have going on over the next year and has really taken this on. So not only does she 
um, provide um, readings, energy work, tapped into the angelic world, constant downloads, but she's also really helping on the systems of uh, creating all these events that span topics that you know she is into, maybe hasn't even delved into herself yet in order to get this awareness out on so many different levels. So I'm just really excited today that we get to actually have a conversation with someone that you've seen probably so often and really get deeper into her life. Tangela, you're muted. Thank you, Neil. That's awesome, Neil. Um, yes, exactly. It's been such a pleasure and a privilege to get to know Joan. I also had the privilege of living with her and Neil in Mount Shasta um, for over a month. And that was really an amazing experience. I had met Joan briefly in Sedona uh, when she came to speak at Suzanne's Ascension Conference um, earlier this year, but, you know, we didn't really get a chance to know each other until we got together in Shasta. And, you know, Joan really is a visionary, a spiritual luminary. She is this incredible energy healer and oracle. And not just in this lifetime, but I definitely know many, 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 many lifetimes. And even recently when we were meeting with, um, you know, another intuitive, he even said, you know, she's been an oracle for many lifetimes, advisor to King Solomon. So, you know, how right. blessed are we to have this advisor of the ages and of the eons, you know, the visionaries, visionary uh, with us, uh, working with us, guys with us, supporting us in, in all that we're all creating and manifesting together. So, I mean, Joan is, you know, such a powerhouse in terms of what she brings to the table as a spiritual mm -hmm. healer, intuitive guide, teacher, author, uh, really miracle maker. And really like, you know, it's been such a, an amazing experience to be co-creating with Joan on so many different levels, which, you know, we have been doing on so many different levels from so so many different many lifetimes. Yeah. Here we are again. So, you know, really, I just wanted to let everyone know, like, what a fantastic, amazing uh, healer, intuitive guide, teacher, speaker, author, Joan really is um, an advisor. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she's advising and supporting from so many different levels and really tuning in and tapping in. And I actually did an amazing interview with Joan and one of her longtime clients, Ford which was really incredible because uh, Ford, she was really able to tell us her journey as this incredible superstar music producer for all of the biggest names in the music business and the journey that she has gone through with Joan supporting her every step, stepping into mm -hmm. her passion as a spiritual music producer and also her journey as a trans. So, you know, that was really beautiful, Joan, to also really share that long-term client journey that someone's had with you. Um, and it was really beautiful to just, to, just to hear how much she appreciates who you are and all the support that mm. you have provided and continue to provide. And so we all thank you and really, really send you so much love for, for everything that you do and are continuing to do and now continuing to unfold with your visionary art. You know, right. that's super exciting as well. So, so much happening. Yes. So welcome, Joan. Welcome. Wow. <laughs> Nine minutes of the, I had to stay silent. <laughs> First time ever. <laughs> I love you guys so much. It's such, it's really bringing tears to my heart, not just to my eyes, to hear 
the reflection of just, you know, it's when we walk in the world, we don't always know the impact that we have and mm. to feel that impact and to be a part of our lifetimes together. And I truly believe we've had lifetimes together. And Tangila, thank you for reminding me. Yes, consort to the gods, you know, advisor to King Solomon. Um, I really felt that I was advisor to Jesus in that lifetime too, that somehow that's always been my role to just advise because somehow I've had a way of looking at the big picture from above down, ah, maybe heavenly like an angelic. Mm -hmm. So I'm happy to be on and I think you're both amazing, so. Thank you, Joan, we love you so much. And you know, when I was thinking about what to, where to start today, because over the last few years, we've been traveling a couple of years, we've been traveling a lot together. And then we had, remember the drive we had down from Tulum to Merida, we had like a seven hour drive. And I started finding out all these things about you that I didn't know. And I just realizing there's just so many layers and levels and evolutions and milestones that you really gone through, you know? So when I was trying to figure out like, well, how are we going to really approach this? Because just so many, it would be really a series to just go back even further on what made you into Joan of Angels. I'm thinking maybe the best way to, to do this is start with how you became Joan of Angels and kind of go from there. Well, you have to always know that um, I always thought I was Joan of Arc. So my youngest days, it really goes back to this yearning I always had to be Joan of Arc. Like I would read her story, her heroic story of stepping out of her personal self and exposing her to this danger and fighting battles on behalf of a king. Okay, that to me struck me as like something I wish I'd had the courage to do. So we begin really over there. And then we, we then begin to another layer where when I was actually 30, when I turned 30 and I was launching my chiropractic career because I wanted to heal everyone on the planet, I was taken in this vision to ancient Greece, the Colosseum with another angel showing me that I was here to heal and inspire millions of people who, who were dropping their crutches and wheelchairs right in front of me. And I was told that this was my life's mission that I was to heal, inspire, uplift, help people not only drop their stories and their pain, but remember why they're here so they can wake up and actually be awakened. And what is awakened, they can live their purpose, live their mission, live their dream. So from the age of 30 on, I couldn't figure out why I wasn't doing it all the time. So as a chiropractor, I'm trying to figure out how can I adjust a thousand people at a time instead of one-on-one. -on -one. So I've always had this burning knowledge of who I am. Does that make sense? So if we flash forward then to October 31st, 2013, and I was having one of those, like, how come this hasn't manifested moments of despair and asking my guides for help, literally on my knees, it's like, well, isn't it about time I could do, I was really frustrated and I heard their answer, which was paint 33 angels in 30 days. I didn't like that answer. I wanted them to like give me something solid, right? And they said it again, paint 33 angels in 30 days. I really wanted like them to lead me by the hand, give me instructions. And I was discounting this like, well, I don't do faces or oil paints. It's going to take up too much room, you know, all the human mind. 
And I also knew with my guides, many of you might know this, but after the third time, they don't, they don't suggest it again. My guides say three times, if you don't listen, we're going to go on to the next person who listens. And so I said yes. And I dived in, painted these 33 paintings, put them up on the angel on the wall in this penthouse I was living in. It became the angel loft. And I heard, and the book fell off the bookshelf. Your call for angelic assistance has been heard. And from that moment on, they were they reassured me that if I would pay attention to this voice that was guiding me, that I have always heard my entire life, to be fair. Sometimes listened, sometimes didn't. But if I paid attention and followed their instructions, they would lead me to stepping into doing my greatest visions, the ones I had at 30, that healing and inspiring. And so I very, that's what I've been doing. They, then they said, paint us and we will come. It's like, who will come? Well, these giant paintings. So I found myself painting divine beings, temples, portals, energy ships, whatever they showed me. I could shut my eyes and paint. It didn't matter because they were coming through direct. They told me to move to the desert, move to the desert and day two or three, this beautiful woman, Robin, you know, just stopped me dead in the tracks. What did you say your name was? And suddenly she's saying, Joan, now you have to imagine I'm hearing the hallelujah chorus. I'm in a busy restaurant. I hear nothing. It's like being in one of, you know, when the movie, they, they try to show you the time stops and everyone's frozen. Everyone is frozen, but Robin, she's going, I know who you are. You're Joan of, I thought she was going to say Joan of Arc. She's Joan of Angels. And I, and I just, the hallelujah chorus, I was so happy. It's like, holy moly, I've been seen in, and it's not my ego giving me this name. I've been named. So that's a long story. Wow. So Joan, that's beautiful. Have you always been connected to angels? Was that something you've experienced since childhood as well as other multidimensional guides? Has that been a part of your life? I am an ascended master down here on the planet, Tangila, and I have, as, as well as a star being, you know, I have dual connections. And even as young as five, I was taken on ships, but I had encounters with angels. I had these weird encounters in the paintings, I would look at paintings and I couldn't see well. And I'd look and, and I'd see angels in them and suddenly I'd be in the painting and they'd be walking me in these rolling hills and holding my hand. And when I look back, I didn't know what that was. I just knew that I wanted to close my eyes and see if I'd get back to that dream of, of walking in these hills and these paintings. And I would try, I'd see them in, in my comforter and in the, in the, and so yes, and I have had many, times when my angels have said things like, go to chiropractic school, okay? Move to San Francisco, like just like that. And, and, and I would listen and good things would happen. Hmm. Did you always, can, sorry. Go ahead, you. I was saying, did you always listen when your angels gave you? No, no, no. And when I didn't listen, I really got into a lot of trouble, found myself in challenging circumstances sometimes even life-threatening. Um, it is why I teach my intuition class, because my guides would give me the best information and my ego would say, are you kidding? No, I'm not going to do that. 
paint 33 angels? Nah. You know, like I was not, and, and I think years ago I was told by a psychic, by a palm reader, he said, Joan, did you know you were supposed to be famous already? This was 10 years ago, and I cried. Well, the reason it was you were supposed to be and it didn't happen was because I didn't listen. You know, so I believe we all have activation points, but we have right. that free will, yes or no. In right, case, right. You know, yeah. Well, and you not listening also worked out perfectly for you because you've evolved and you acquired so many more skills and you tapped into your own abilities, you know? And um, I mean, I guess I'll just say it real quick, but she protected our meal from flies invading it a few months ago. <laughs> Seriously, I'll just explain it real quick for everybody listening. Joan literally created a force field around us where there was flies attacking our food. And she did this thing where she just created this force field and they were literally bouncing off the field like coming in and I, you know, I'm been a healthy skeptic most of my life. And it was one of the most profound experiences seeing that. And I was like in awe, like looking at Joe with my <laughs> mouth open. I was like, Whoa, dude, you did it. Like how the heck. And then when we started having a conversation that made the field get lower, they started coming in and she did it again. And lo and behold, you know, so like, you know, that's just a funny example of really how you're tapping into more of your abilities and they're coming online. You know, and you're, you're, I just wanted to say this about, you know, the angel images in your house, going into Joan's house that, you know, you just moved out of a couple of months ago. Um, it was like, an, I mean, it's like an art gallery of all of your art and there's just beings all over, just surrounding, looking at you, smiling, different frequency, energetic signatures. In the room that I was staying had this one um, artwork, art piece, and I think Soul might've got it from me. It was the angel portal. Was it the... What was that one? The um, yes, it was like a station for angels. There was a whole thing of first of all, you had the planet, and we had yeah. all these angels circling around it. And yes, that's that's the angel brigade in action. Right. So it really gave, like being at your house really gave me a tangible experience of the angelic realm. Um, being around those um, paintings at nighttime, and sleeping and having dreams that tap me into the cosmos, like really profound experiences there. You know, I remember Soul was saying that she couldn't sleep for three days because the beings kept visiting her, you know, one of the first times. So it was really powerful, the artwork you created. Well, sweet, because I'm now in a new project. I'm working on creating artwork. So I do these Soul Awakening sessions, Neil, of which we're going to be doing one in a little while. But in the sessions, we really help you claim what you came here to do. I mean, claim it so you'll never forget it. Claim it so your soul resonates with it sings it so powerfully that we don't forget because the problem here is we forget we, we go to the grocery store someone frowns at us and we forget we just forget we're here to carry light like it's so easy to forget and so not only am i doing the sessions now but now art is coming through that when you have it in your home will anchor that image of who you are in there and we'll talk to you so it's like you go off the deep end and you look at that painting and it'll be like having little angel slaps going, hey, honey, come on back. Remember why we're here. This is you. And then and then it makes it easier to, to hold that fifth dimensional conscious frequency. Mm. So, yeah, I'm back into the art now digitally in, in aligned with all these beautiful radiant souls that I'm meeting. That is powerful, Joan. And so 
that's amazing that you you're kind of getting this download to do this soul awakening work with your art you know to really support people in that process of constant remembrance so you know what do you think about like you know like because people say oh we're at this you know we're doing this whole conference on ascension you're speaking about it but what does ascension mean for you i always like to ask that because for everyone it's different <laughs> Well, you know, it's a really great question. When you said it right this moment, I thought of a whole series of stairs, like I have a painting, The Stairway to Heaven. And I thought, in a way, ascension is these steps that we take to get up to the celestial realms or the galactical realms, other dimensional frequencies. And so it's a learning how to raise our vibratory frequency, letting go of our earthly frequency so that we can we can have no limits, no boundaries. We can we can explore the galaxy in every way, shape, or form, and also have unlimited potential potentialities in our own world. So, with ascension comes the ability to hear telepathically, say, or to expand our our gifts, our intuitive, empathic, you know, clairsentience, clairaudience gifts. Ascension is the ability to begin to heal ourselves or create force fields. Like I'm trained, I'm in training to create force fields. In fact, Neil, you and I have to take one of those spoon bending classes because I think it's really important to learn to harness and focus now our intentions and thoughts and see them manifest in reality. So I don't even know the question, but I hope I answered it. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. I mean, rem the remembrance of our gifts, remembrance of who we are. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. And saying yeah. what you just said about making things, make, basically making this normal now. This, you know, we've been in this limited bandwidth frequency for so long that we just feel this is normal. But now we're scientifically, I guess you could say it this way, we're tapping into vibrations and frequencies and our a human antenna is being able to pick up on it and people are seeing things that maybe they weren't able to see for a while because of the density of the planet, right? And so part of that is the, the work that we're doing here. And as you just said, we're just really making this more normalized because the reality is so much more than we have been told and that we even can, even we can fathom, you know, at this point, there's so much out there for us to experience. So it's beautiful. And what the work that you're doing, and how it's evolved now to, you know, the reading with your artwork and you're capturing the soul essence and almost like, you know, actually this comes to mind right now, like how the artwork was holding the frequencies of these beings. You're now creating this artwork that's holding the frequency of the person where they get to look at it and then they see their own divine self. So you're giving them a direct reminder, not from this other being that's embodying this artwork, but from their own beings, right? That's powerful now. That's beautiful. Very powerful. So just, you know, if you're interested, guys who are listening to it, just email me, joan at joanofangels.com before, because it's just beginning now. So um, I'd love to do that. Yeah. So that is good. It, it, it's, you know, I see a lot of angelic beings or say on a plant medicine journey, when you see a whole video of your life or all these beings, I'm trying to take what's in here and have a camera sometimes it's so hard to take what's in here and then make it real for everyone else but i think that the angels told me when i started painting that they wanted humanity to know what they look like and feel their energy feel the reality so that we can sort of transcend with their vibrational frequency because the best way 
to have contact with the divine is to raise your own frequency. I mean, it's kind of them to come down to our frequency, but you know, it's an effort for them to come down here. And they're training us to go up there. And let's face it, it's much better up there. Mm. So where so you think that's where we're at now, Joan? We really are opening up so we can really be going there and staying there more often. I learned a key. You know, the key that I have learned is to say yes. Say yes. When spirit, when you hear that voice within, and maybe you need, you know, you check, it's a positive voice, just say yes. Stop second guessing that voice because that voice has the seeds of that direct connection, you know, and um, when you say yes, then they give you more things and it helps you guide and lead your life on a higher plane. So I'm excited because this is the first time I think in the history of our planet where collectively we are ascending, where there's more opportunities between what's happening in our galactic rotation and where we are with the sun there is this yes there is a certainty that ascension is happening mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i want to talk a little bit go ahead what do you say say that again john it's a certainty but you have to say yes it is done right. it's inevitable you know and um in order to what was this quote again john in order to choose we must to be one of the chosen ones there we go yeah you must choose or you must say you know you must choose and that is the biggest issue around because people think they're chosen and then they don't have to do anything but mm. but you know the leaders are here to serve you're not a leader as a as an ego oh i'm a leader you're a leader because you said I'll, I'll serve i'll serve and so to be one of the chosen ones we must say yes and then we must commit to it you can't right. sit on the fence for ascension you either are going for it or you you know you're either going this way or you're holding or going this way you know yeah. and and holding that this is not an option i i'm not planning to come back and those of you who want to work with john of angels we are circling around the planet <laughs> the angel brigade is going for it the galactic frequencies are here we are we are on the ascension path heck i work with portal to ascension because we are a doorway to collectively ascend that's <laughs> Why I work with you, Neil, it's not work. That's a bad word. That's why I'm aligned with you. So we create together. Yeah. You know, I and saw a survey today. I saw a survey today that um, said, uh, what was it? What are you motivated by? Working for yourself or helping others? Okay. And it was a lot of people did the survey. And it was 49% said um, others. 51% said myself. And I was like, oh, we're only 2% away. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, you know, the, yeah. but it was a good survey. I'm glad good. that I ran across it. Yeah. And it's the really, that's a different scale, yeah. Yeah, right. you're so right, Neil. That's an amazing survey. And that still tells us that we have work to do because the, the whole planetary shift will happen when it's 51%. But yeah. here's the good news. We all have, you know, those of us... We all, th those who are attracted to all of us, each each of us, have an activation code, several of them. You know, I told you I missed the first one. Activation codes of waking up. And once we wake up, we become like an electric beam of light and we're infectious. 
Okay, we become like that virus that goes in in the system, you know, the darkness is system. We infect the system with light. And once light goes viral, then all the people waiting for us to wake up will wake up. They'll go, oh my God, look at this. Joan has woken up. Holy moly. The energy is crazy. I want that. And then and then it spreads that way. That's how guys will quickly get to 51% overnight. We're right. going to go viral. Well, so I was thinking about that question a little more and I was, it kind of seems to me that when we're not satisfied, you know, and it might be physical stuff, it might be your basic needs met, you know, your bills paid, your house be hit, or it might be love, intimacy, you know, you don't have on those levels what we deeply want. It becomes like, what do you want for yourself? I feel most people in those situations that aren't completely full and whole will say myself because they still don't feel that wholeness. And on one level, it might come out in like them trying to work extra hard and make extra money. But as we both, all three of us know, a lot of that doesn't really buy happiness, right? So it's like, so what it seems is that thing right there just says the only way we can get to service to others is by like taking care of ourselves enough, giving ourselves the love, being, a lot of us aren't one love, one intimacy, but we're not able to even accept it and receive it, you know? So it's like, it's, it's this contradiction of the things that we want, but the fact that we're closed off to it from the experiences that we received and we go through this cycle. So I feel, you know, what we're doing, Port Ascension, what you do, what Tangila is doing is really allowing people's souls to be at peace with themselves, <laughs> You know, so that we can then get service. Exactly. I mean, that's the number one thing. I mean, so that's what's interesting about that survey, you know, and why actually it's 49 and 51, right? Because like we live in a world where we are taught that the external is what's going to make us happy. Um, And then we have to, and it is our onus to create that for ourselves. And if we're not creating that for ourselves, we're going to be unhappy. At the Mm -hmm. same time, you know, and then if we're here for service for others and we are not first and foremost, you know, focusing on our service to ourselves, we're also unhappy. So it's like we're caught in this weird paradigm that's been created for us, like in this 3D world where, you know, it's um, either sacrificing ourselves for the collective or, you know, or, you know, sacrificing ourselves to what society wants for us, you know, but Mm. where, where is our soul and our soul's mission and our soul's need? And that's what I love just, yeah. What about you? You're doing Neil and what you're doing, Joan, both at the individual session level, as well as this work doing for the collective, because it's all about remembering who we are as souls so that we can Mm. serve ourselves and what makes us happy, regardless of what we've been told is going to make us happy. We can start blocking that out and doing what makes us happy and then we can be expansive and open enough to serve the collective you know but it's Mm -hmm. just like you know we are caught in this paradigm where that's just not you know where we're told we don't have permission to be who we are and we have to feel bad about being who we are you know so that those glimpses of oh this is who i am can be completely transformative for mm-hmm. ourselves and for the planet. That's what's shifting. And that's what I love the those soul awakening, the soul awakening paintings, Joan, because you're giving people a glimpse 
it doesn't even matter what the painting will look like. It's the transmission that's coming through. That's giving mm -hmm. that people that constant activation. This is who you are. This is who you are. Forget what your parents told you, what your religion told you, what culture told you, what society told you. This is what source is saying. And that's it, you know. Wow. Right. And we need a constant reminder and a constant reflection back because we are not living in those ascended times yet where everyone's at that same level. So right, right. as an ascended being, we're going to go into the supermarket and deal with, you know, everyone there. So it's really important to sort of have this this protection around you and not get caught up in what is going on around us. Right. We're here. We're here as kind of like galactic visitors, you know, galactic helpers, galactic servants, in a way. And if we can really set, step back and not take what those humans are doing personally, we'll be much better off. Okay, even our own families. Right. So you really are a reminder for people. Your artwork, your readings, um, your conversations, going into a grocery store with someone. You know, um, you're very, um, very, very open. Um, transparent and sincere individual you know which is why i love hanging out with you because you you are 100 percent present in your body and you know you, who you are you know you know i have a libra moon i like joy and happiness so i have i made a decision years ago not even that long ago wherever i go i'm just going to leave people feeling joyful and light most of the time yeah. Now I get out of balance, heck, lost the computer, you know, the fairies are driving me crazy, who knows, but, you know, like going into the supermarket <laughs> yesterday and just, you know, how are you doing and, and how's life treating you and just being kind, we need kindness, we need that right, love, right. you know, and even if we think we're extraterrestrial or celestial, we live on a planet with other humans, you know, we, right, we're, right. we're responsible for raising the vibes. Exactly. So I'm super blessed that, you know, that you do the work that you do, but I'm so blessed that I have the, the, the beacon of reminders right next to me. So, you know, I said to you yesterday that, you know, like, like living with you and spending time with you because every single moment is a reminder of who I am and why I'm here just being around you, you know, so you are that beacon, um, that frequency beacon. I'm just so grateful for you. Beautiful, beautiful. And so Joan, for those of us who are not able to be living with you <laughs> and being around your transmission physically in every moment, uh, as Neil is now blessed to be doing, you know, what is, what is your guidance? You know, because, you know, it is a process. There is the wobble, right? Like, so regardless of where you are on your journey, you know, like, you know, I'm going in, I'm going out, you know, I'm going in, I'm going out. I'm, you know, so it's like, what is your guidance for, you know, really activating these frequencies and then maintaining, you know, and, 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 you know, what are, what are the things that we can do? Tangela, that's a great practical question. So first thing I'm going to say is every Monday I've got, I've decided to go back to, and, and I'm doing Miracle Monday right now until we evolve it. But Miracle Monday is a, is a chance to work out like your creeks, you know, the creeks in your system. We do a lot of healing, uplifting, inspiring. By the time people get off, they're just, their energy has changed and shifted. And we come together towards the end and create a tower of miracle power that sends angelic frequencies across the planet. How can one not feel better? Wow. So every Monday I impart some kind of something that's wise. 
So that's on my YouTube. But the other things that I really say is the following. So, you know, it's really interesting. I leap out of bed every day. I'm excited for my day because I know why I'm here. And as long as I know why I'm here, I'm excited to leap out of bed to do more of it. It doesn't matter. I never get tired of, of my to-do list, you know, because it's, it's all part of, of this blessed soul awakening. When, when I was 28, I, I was so despairing. I thought I would kill myself because I did not know my future. I didn't know who I was, didn't know what I was going to do. Couldn't even imagine I'd have a life after 28. And I remember that the night that I heard my guides, they said, I said, tell me what I'm here to do with my life. I was in a Lee Taylor Young's house. She was a, she's a, a actress. So tell me what to do with my life. And I heard a voice that said, go to chiropractic school. Mm. And, you know, I followed that voice because it seemed better than the, the void. So, you know, that's what I'm going to say. Start paying attention to the messages you're receiving because they're your lifeline. Mm. They are what will lead you, not, not your family, not your friends, not the media, not the government, not the doctor. You, yourself, that internal voice knows what's right for you. And, and, and that's the key, Tangela, to, to really gain, learn how to gain confidence you know, half the time in my readings, people go, oh, my God, how did you know? I've always thought of that. Well, I don't know that. It, it's like, to me, a miracle that somehow the, I heard what you were doing. Like, Neil and I sit, and we have telepathic conversations all the time. We are sitting in the car, and I'm, I take out my pendulum, and and because I'm thinking I'm going to ask Neil if he has any questions, and then I hold on to it for a minute. I don't know. I forgot about it. And then suddenly I say to him, Neil, do you have any questions? I'm ready for questions. And he went, I was just about to ask you if I can ask you a question. It was, <laughs> it was simultaneously as I was saying, do you have, and he's going, I have a, and, and that's what <laughs> happens when you're in alignment. So. That is the key, one of the keys, Tanchila. Listen, your guides are knocking at the door. They're like, you know, pounding. I love that. I love that, Joe. And I love that example because it's something everyone can relate to. You know, I mean, how many people, you know, like when you're when you're with someone, you're thinking about them, suddenly they give you a phone call, you know, or something pops up. And but that's profound. That's a profound telepathic experience. That's a profound example of our intuitive abilities that's a profound example of our energetic communications and connection no. it's not just a coincidence and i think you know i love how you you just you know that is very profound and for us to remember like these are profound moments that are examples of our superpowers <laughs> yeah and because neil has stopped several times to talk about the flies that vortex it's become more important to me now mm. you know now i can literally see that fly i got really upset i see a fly coming towards me i'm going it's not working and it and it's just like <laughs> boom boom but because he is emphasizing it as that was an important moment mm -hmm. we listen this is what you did like to acknowledge it's not just to hear the voice but then what action did i take 
and what results Mm. okay well that fly literally i had a witness you know what we, we we spoke at the same time like what are the what is the confirmation spirit always needs confirmation mediums always look for confirmations I always look for confirmations like I know I've done a good session when you actually said, you know, like, oh, my God, how did you know I was thinking of this? Mm-hmm. No, I don't read minds, but I I get little pictures. What ha- what has happened over the years is I've trained myself to say it, even if it sounds ridiculous. Mm. Wow. Okay? Even if and, and everyone has that ability. But if it sounds ridiculous, your logical mind goes, oh, I can't say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, everything, as we know, is frequency and vibration. And, you know, as you're talking here and you're sharing about the flies and you're sharing about, um, you know, us being knowing what's going on within each other and speaking it out at the same time. It's all frequency, but ultimately it's all one vibration experiencing itself infinitely. So what's occurring is that not like over 50% is your own belief system, whether you think it's real, you have to know that you're able to do these things, right? You have to feel that you're able to do it. And then the rest of it is the, the collective rules and regulations that we adopt by coming into this dimension, right? And what's happening is those collective rules are, are shifting. And um, within those, those are holes and veil and we can pierce through the veil. So what you're explaining here is a time you know, and the law of attraction always used to say that and sold as that thought equals action, action equals manifestation, where the the action part is um, not as um, relevant as before. Thought is almost immediately equaling manifestation at this point as we're shifting into a different octave of existence. So that's another reminder that you offer people is is really that confidence in who they are and what they're here to do and their own purpose. And you're not telling them their purpose, you're creating, you're holding space for them to discover their own purpose. And, you know, a lot of times our purpose is we're frequency beacons. We're here to be these beacons of frequencies for just holding down the light and giving people that reassurance basically focuses on 60% of the, the challenge here, which is knowing it's even a reality. You're able to do it. I love that. I'm focusing on 51% of the people remembering who they are and why they're here, because Mm -hmm. that will hold space for the other 49% to wake up. And also, you know, the vibratory frequency of the planet is only as high as the lowest vibration, right? Because it's a Mm -hmm. scale. So it's up to all of us to hold it. But you know, this holding the light really can be easy. You know, it's not like it's a hard job. It's really about tapping into your own love, your own joy, and your own happiness. Um, when, I was, when I was ordained as a minister, when I was 23, 24, what was my, my ministry? Really pissed me off, Neil and Tangela. The, the, the minister said I was here to just be me, just hold the light. I didn't know what that meant. Just be me, just be yourself. And what it took me all these years to get that uh, that is what I do. When I just beam out like a light bulb and I just hold steady and I just know who I am, people don't know that I might feel insecure at all. All they really see is this sort of energy of light and we can all do that. Mm. We can literally really all do that wherever we go. We don't even have Mm. to do anything else but be a beacon. Just beam 
just smile and beam. Try it for a day. It will change your, people will beam back at you. That's the nice thing. And then it's a happier place. That is beautiful. So easy. See, we, we spend all of this time talking about all of these complicated methods and things to do, but you're right, Joan, it, it can be so easy and simple. Mm -hmm. So easy and simple, which I right. That's what it comes down. It comes down to the inner work because the more inner work we do, the more clear of a light being we are. So, you know, and what what does, as I like to say often, what does knowing our true history have to do with meditation? What does UFOs have to do with meditation? Well, we're not going to uncover all these truths unless we really focus on doing our own work. And so you have a job and the job is to really do the work you need to transcend what you need to transcend so you can be just the beacon that you're supposed to be. And if we're all these individuals that have done this work, then we're just holding the light, you know, and we could see like in a situation like that, we could see a new dimension overnight. If we all did that work, right? Absolutely. We can see that new dimension. We can, we can actually help lift the spirits and raise the vibratory frequency just by doing that. We don't even have to utter a word. In fact, uttering a word might lower the frequency. But you know, Neil, when you go out and chant and hum and, and just beam, smile, mm -hmm. and realize that, that all is unfolding for the highest good of all concerned, you know, we can be more at peace. So that is what I do. You know, when we when the ascension of the soul, I like that title, Tangila, for searching for your soul, because it really does remind me that, you know, ascension, spiritual awakening is a step-by-step -step process. It happens as you work it, and then suddenly you realize, oh my God, I know more than I used to. Holy moly, I'm more balanced. This doesn't trigger me anymore. It's just, it's not like you're in this school and, and, and you're getting a report card every week. You're, you're noticing things in your life work better. You're noticing that you're, you have new friends, maybe that you're, you feel better around that are more vibrationally aligned, that you're, you know, you're having less issues with the other people. So it, it really helps to change your life as you clear the way. And that's so possible. Plus here, you can't take your luggage to heaven. You know, famous last words, your luggage is too heavy. They will not accept it on flight to the celestial realms. And so it is. Exactly. No, and I love that, you know, that ascension is also about just things shifting around you, your relationships, your friendships, your triggers, all of that transforming and shifting because you are. So, you know, that's, that's another really important aspect. I think a lot of times we don't talk about that really, you no, know, the outer world reflecting our inner transformation, you know, and coming mm. into those who we are in alignment with all of our soul tribe, soul tribe, reuniting and reconnecting once again. Yeah. Beautiful. We're in such unique times, okay, that each person has to really take responsibility now for where they're at. You know, you can't be a victim about it. You're here because you chose to be here during this time. There's no way out of here, really, except to go through it. And we're collectively joining together to raise our frequency to be the best we could be, because that seems to be the best solution to deal with any of the uncertainties that are happening, to, to know who we are so we can trust ourselves is really personal power. 
That's ascension. That's mastery. That's to be one of the chosen ones. Mm -hmm. So we have a few more minutes left, but I, I wanted to, what I wanted to get into in the beginning, but we didn't get a chance to, is I kind of wanted just for you to share some milestone moments in your life that got you to where you're at now. You know, kind of like, let's go back to young Joan and um, were you spiritual, were you raised spiritually? Were your parents religious? What was your experience like in life? And then how did you come to this understanding of consciousness? Wow. Well, that's like four hour lecture, Neil. We're going to schedule that. We're going to put that on the calendar. But here's the thing. At the age of six months, my parents started tying me up. They tied up my hands. They tied up my feet. They wrapped me up so I couldn't move. And I was living in a house full of lies. So my response growing up was not only claustrophobic, but I hid in closets because it was the safest place for me. It would terrify me that if I was that little girl who knew she had a destiny, by the way, I always knew I was here to help heal the world, but I would have to leave the closet first. And so my whole life, Neil has been facing this closet going in and out. I ran away by four and uh, because I wasn't living in a life that supported me. And I had angelic encounters and I had ET encounters that I didn't quite remember, but they molded my life. But I had this voice that would intermittently come and work with me. But the most empowering moments in my life have been when I heard that voice and I said, yes. You know, when my second husband, uh, Peter Hangarter, I still have that name. The day I met him was at a conference in, in San Francisco. It was a chiropractic conference. And I'm walking down the aisle and I see this choir boy, that's what he looked like to me, um, out of the corner of my eye and I heard the hallelujah chorus. And I heard these voices that were singing that I was gonna marry him. I said, what? He's a choir boy, no way. I always argue with my voices, guys. They give me three times. Go up to the stage and when I come back, the voices are even louder and louder and louder. And so loud, my girlfriend had to stop and introduce us to him and invited him for lunch. She's whispering, you want me to invite him for lunch? I couldn't even <laughs> cope. I couldn't even say anything at lunch. So I suppose transformational moments have come to me in moments like that. Or the moment where I was sitting around a fire with Denise, um, Denise Roman. And I, I stand up to talk to this, her ET guide and I say, look, I'm ready to be activated. I'm ready for my work to take off and I want it now. And I sat down and a bird cawed, or whatever they do. And an electric bolt of lightning went through my arm, swear, through my arm and my shoulder came out my fingers. And Denise is saying to me, Joan, your stomach is lit up. I can see inside, I can see your intestines and what's in there. And that was an activation that happened just a couple of years ago. So I, I feel like I, I've had miraculous moments, Neil. Joan, I, mean, I know we're now wrapping this up, but you have such an incredible, <laughs> colorful life. And I just, you know, like I, I also know about being friends with you, you've had some difficult, you know, moments and encounters and dark nights like we all have. Oh, yes. And how, I don't know if you want to mention any of them specifically, but just how have those moments um, 
supported you in this transformation into Joan of Angels? Like, did you, were they necessary or? Okay, guys, I've had a very challenging life. I gloss over it very hard. It would have conquered many people. I have still never given up on my dream from when I was 30. In fact, I can tell you that that dream is unfolding now. So thank God I didn't turn away from it. But, you know, I lost everything twice. I used to lecture and say, you know, I I lost everything before it was popular. So I've had some, but I'll tell you the the biggest thing for me was when I was really ready to jump off, off the Golden Gate Bridge and I sat at the bridge. I had two young children. I was devastated. I I suffered from severe depression my entire life growing up and I had anorexia and bulimia. I mean, I was not a healthy, I was dysfunctional to the utmost. I had group therapists tell me they couldn't help me. That's how bad it was. So I'm sitting there at the Golden Gate Bridge and, and I'm in a vision. Suddenly my guides are so good to me. They put me in a vision of 13 angels around me, and now I'm having to explain to them why I couldn't fulfill my mission that they showed me at 30. I'm having to tell them life is too hard here. Like, can you imagine telling your guides that it was too hard? I I just couldn't do it. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I just couldn't do it. It was too hard. The idea of complete, utter failure and having to go back to God or heaven, whatever I was seeing, and tell them that it was too much for me, was too much for me, okay? And it almost snapped me out of my selfish need to kill myself, okay? That's the best I could tell you. And so if you can dive in and just go, you know, what would it be like when I, when I tell my, my guides and my team it was just too hard? You know, what can we rework to make it easier? What can we, where can we take the shame away and understand we're just, we've just forgotten. You know, here I am, Joan of Angels. I'm the same person, you know, well, I'm awakened now. And it's that awakening that gives you what you need. And this is what we teach Ascension of the Soul, step-by-step process. This is years later, okay? But when you're in it, you're in it. It's real. It is so real that you don't think you're going to make it till the next day. But you will. And if you find people like Tangela, Neil, you know, all of our, our platinum, all of our soul searching people, like people who really have been there, you can't teach ascension of the soul and soul awakening unless you really have had soul despair. It's almost impossible to come to be a teacher of this work without having to have your own obstacles because how else could you teach it? Right, right, right. So I teach from love. I just teach from what I know. Yeah. My guides tell me, they show me. I met Tangela, you know, and it was like, oh my God, I need to, I know you. I, I, I met, you know, Neil, I know you. We, we are destined to do these things. Find your soul tribe, guys. You know, and we're here for you. Beautiful, John. So powerful. I mean, you, like you just said, you know, you are the teacher that you are because you have walked the walk. You know, you're not just talking the talk of, you know, raising your frequency and opening up to these realms. It's like 
you, you know, you have lived, you know, you are living a very human life with, you know, yeah. all the ups and downs that that entails. And as a guide and way shower, supporting all of us through that, as we also go through those ups and downs together. Yeah. So beautiful. Thank you. I had to learn compassion. So thank you for seeing that, Tangela. We all have lessons. It would be nice to come with a silver spoon and just be that angel and ah, and have a life like that. But I don't think it happens that way. Mm-hmm. I think we all have agreements here and work to do. And I like to, well, I like to think that I have work to do. It makes it much more fun, you know, and uplifting and engaging. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, you you have overcome so much. And just from what you were seeing right now, another moment occurred where you literally just like took the signal out of my brain because you you said, you know, the thing you said about the despair and having that ability to have the despair. I was literally just about to talk about the fact that you overcame so much, gave you the contrast you needed to be the teacher of what you're teaching now. You know, and I, like I often say, do you want someone who just went and got a psychology degree or or when you go to rehab, most of those people were addicts at one point or they had some sort of experience where this traumatic. And that's what this earth school really is. We have the opportunity to become masters of these. Um, you know, you might not want to double as traumas. They just might be challenges. You know, as we like, how do you master a challenge when you have amnesia or even how to do so? Right. So and then once we do that, that's the that's the truth. It's like it's like the answers have been taken from us and by the amnesia we have. And then we need to figure it out ourselves, which gives you even more confidence and credibility in the cosmos as someone that went through this, you know, and that's truly what's going on right now. And even Portal to Ascension is really a manifestation of me attempting to work through my traumas. You know, and and this I could never imagine this would have happened. So it's a beautiful thing when you shift the perspective of the traumatic experiences to the lessons that they can give you. And as you said, Joan, we have a choice. Do you want to be a victim to it or do you want to be a master to it? Right. And and that's where it is. This earth school is the school of mastery, I feel. Like that is the key. That is the key. Are we victim or are we the master? And, you know, when we're in these moments of despair and you know, anger and giving up on life, dark night of the soul. It's, you know, it's very easy for us to be in victimhood and and that's natural Mm -hmm. too. And that's why it's just really important for us to remember, like we have others like you, Neil, like Joan to support us through this. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And it is okay because I was a victim deep into doing portals to ascension. I was still a victim. You know, so it's not like you transcend the victimhood that your life happens. You life still happens, you know, and it's a process. Mm-hmm. Life continues to happen. You know, life continues to happen, and we continue to remember, and we continue to find people to support us as life yeah. keeps happening. So exactly. Right? And and then people, you know, I got a text yesterday from Rochella, and and it said, "How are you, radiant beings of light?" And I looked at the text and I was feeling funky at the moment. And I look at it's like, how are you light beings of light? And I read it to Neil. It was like, oh my God, I'm a radiant light being of light. How could I have even forgotten that for one yeah. second? Mm-hmm. You know, even for one second. And and just having someone remind me of it in a text changed my day. Right, right. That's so beautiful. That's amazing. Yeah. All right. So as we close up here, um, I wonder, would love for you to close us out with an angelic activation, you know? mm-hmm. right? But um, 
let me just some words for myself here. I'm just, and I'm going to say this to you. I, mean, I, I say compliments to you so much in person. It's different when I'm online. It's just like, I'm going to go and say it to you in, in person a second. But you're just an amazing person to be around, to work with, to have as a friend, to, you were truly like brother and sister and beyond. We're like quantum cosmic friends, you know? And just that connection of what we were creating together and the support that we have for each other and the, you know, the support you have for me, the love that I have for you has really been one of the most rewarding experiences in my entire life, you know? And um, I'm just so grateful to call you a friend and just to see you grow and flourish, you know, over the last 10 years that I've known you, the amount of growth that you have, you know, and I've shared this with you often, just like seeing you really step into more of who you are. And when I think you've already done it, there's, you like just surprised me with some more amazingness, you know? So, so John, I just want to just um, say hats off to you. You're one of the most amazing people I know. Thank you for coming down to this planet at this time and doing the work that you do. Yes, Joan. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And from the moment I met you, the vision of what you had of yourself for yourself, that vision you held when you were 30, that is the vision I've had of you ever since the moment I met you. This is so beautiful. First of all, just to be with the two of you and to get a reflection, because we've been very, very close and working together. So it's not just you know, a normal interview of an author, we, we're, we're close and we've, we've seen each other yeah. through a lot of things. And I just want to say something that what we're creating all together is just such a great portal. And the, the collaboration, you know, I used to fear collaboration, I thought it would take away. And what I'm finding is it adds to. So I'm very, very yeah. grateful to both of you, um, both of what you're doing, Portal 2 Center, and I feel like a part of both, you know, I feel like somehow I'm here to collaborate. Maybe I'm truly, you know, the visionary's visionary, and because I feel like I am that collaborator to help see the big pictures. And so You are, you are, and we are in this moment of bringing all of this energy forth into the world on such an exponential level than has ever been seen before. And you are mm -hmm. leading the way, Joan, as part of that. So thank you for being who you are and joining us in this journey again. Yes. <laughs> Great interview, guys. Couldn't have done it better myself. <laughs> <laughs> and so did you want to have lead us in the frequency? Oh, <laughs> oh. Take us out, Joan. <laughs> Notice, uh, like that was the activation. She's like, my interview has been the activation, and see you guys well, later. <laughs> the interview has been the activation. It's true. However, it's true. I'm just let's just do something I always like to do together. Rub your hands together, guys, really fast, and let's just feel that energy that is within here. Let's just hold this, hold this, and know that your left hand receives energy. Your right hand sends it out and let's just create a global connection right now i'm sending energy out through all of you and you are receiving it with that left hand of yours feel it go through your body sending it back to each of us here on the screen as we transform it into that light energy and feel it just making a vortex of light vortex of energy almost coming to a crescendo and that each of us almost as if we're a needle and you're a needle and we're connecting that vortex at the top and we're connecting each of our needle around the planet threading light in and out all around the planet creating that connection of the angelic brigade and those celestial frequencies 
healing and uplifting the planet. And so it is. So it is. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Joan. Tanjila, love you both. You, Neil. Love you guys. And thank you so much, Joan, for such a powerful, powerful interview, powerful experience with you this last hour, but powerful experiences we are having with you in every moment. So just love you so, so much and appreciate you so much and so excited to continue co-creating with you. Yeah. And thank you to everybody tuning in. This is also going to be up on Joan's podcast, I believe, and my podcast on, on iTunes and other platforms. And also, Joan is going to be at the Ascension of the Soul Conference. You go to, it's in the description, it's in the comments. You can go to portaltoascension.org and click there and sign up and take a look at all the other amazing things that we have going on. Because we are, even though we've been doing this for a while, we're still just getting started. You know, there's a lot <laughs> more we can <laughs> So, love you all. See you guys. Thank you, everyone. Love you guys. Thank you guys.